Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Join on the phone. I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hi. I'm waving. Oh, I am waving back, but not really. Nice. Um, I also have Todd. Hi, Todd. Yes, I am here. Ready to roll. Are you waving? In my spot. Yeah, I was waving, actually. Okay, great. All right. This podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. FatAZMusky.com is the website. You can find us on social media outlets. We've been very active on Facebook and Instagram as of lately. Um, those are two great places to get a hold of us. Um, let's see, the baits for online bait sales. Really good places are Team Rhino Outdoors and Musky Tackle Online. Vance has been liquidating some of the show colors that we brought to the Musky Max, which we'll talk more about here later. Um, so you can find the baits there, but the rod holders, the great spot is the website. We set up many, many boats. We talked a lot of boat setups as well down at the uh, Musky Max just this past weekend. Uh, it was great fun, and I did recommend several other companies for some other things. So if you are looking for a boat setup for musky fishing, uh, feel free to use our services, and I can give you um, an informed opinion. So we're going to talk about a lot a lot about the AZ booth and what we did this weekend, so I'm just going to throw this one over to Todd right now. Yeah, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. We did book a few trips down there, talked to a lot of people, a lot of people rebooked that we t- have taken up before. So uh, very limited days in the early season, summer, but uh, we still have some openings. Get a hold of us. Vance and I will be fishing up at Chautauqua Lake come uh, last Saturday in May. I see guys advertising that they're going to be chartering and doing things on Memorial Day weekend, but it's not going to be taking place this year. I don't really think people realize it's not the third Saturday in May. It's the last Saturday in May. So no, you got to start to May 30th. <laughs> we never, uh, well, that's never stopped a select few. Uh, yeah. Prior to that. But, um, I mean, it's just the law, but what uh, yeah. you have, you have to, <laughs> when we, when we end this, I need to know who that is. Mm-hmm. Just so, just so I can um, estimate brain cells. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Stockwell Lake, last Saturday in May, all the way through November. Going to be fishing in Pennsylvania. There, late April, early May. That's that'll be myself taking some trips out. We got some stuff scheduled. I'm looking forward to getting an early start and getting out there and doing some trips so get a hold of us we're going to do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish and we'll see what 2020 brings it will bring fish how and when i don't know but fish will be coming into the net perfect love it well when you come fishing uh with us you'll be fishing out of ranger boats specifically the angler series um big shout out to ranger boats for sponsoring this show uh big shout out to Vic Sports Center was at the show with us this past weekend. Um, go to them for all your boating needs. Winterization. Uh, Dewinterization now. Dewinterization now. If that's such a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, check them out. They sell Starcraft, Star Welds, now Tritons. They have a giant used boat inventory, especially now because. 
this is the time to buy a boat. So people were, you know, trading and getting a new boat, uh, and they have the Ranger boat, um, which we love. So, uh, check those out. Um, check out Vic's, uh, fishermen who set up boats. We'll also be, uh, using St. Croix rods. Um, best rods on earth. We love the trolling series. We cast with them. We do pretty much everything, uh, with them. Big shout out to them for sponsoring Muddy Creek Fishing Guides in this show. Um, shout out to Baker Bates for sponsoring this show. Um, we had a good weekend. Uh, we had some success with uh, on our Sunday Chautauqua combo. We'll talk later about that, uh, but shout out to him for that. Um, and that pretty much wraps up what I have to say. I think we're going to kind of bring this bring the plugs closed here with Todd's Muskie's Ink plug. Muskie's Ink, the Muskie's Ink booth was very busy down there at the... Uh... Muskie Max, and you know, the next show we're going to be attending is up in New York last Saturday and Sunday in April 28, 29, 27, 28, something like that. We'll get the date scheduled, but chapter 69 is going to have a booth up there, the New York chapter. So if you're attending these shows or if you're just into muskie fishing, very important, get involved in your local muskie ink chapter. You know, it's our sounding board, it's something we can, it's a national uh, group organization we can get involved with and uh you know our club does a lot with uh raising minnows we've had people on many times all the clubs have some things going on your clubs are going to be as involved with the public as people are going to you know the people that are members the people that are on the board you know there's going to be different levels for every club but if you're interested uh it will always take help uh, lots of stuff you can get with your Musk Inc. membership. You get your magazine. You can get access to the lunge log. Lots of stuff going on there. It's just very important. I think anybody in muskie fishing should be a member of a Musk Inc. chapter. Kind of along those same lines, I feel this is an appropriate time. So at the uh, Muskie Max show, <clears throat> um, we presented three checks to Muskie's Inc. Uh, the reason I'm kind of taking the time to, to say this is not to toot our own horn but it is to uh, have a level of transparency because there was a large sum of money that was being involved uh, with the one with the one check especially uh, that was the auction not the auction the raffle uh, fret holder did we presented a check of $520 <laughs> to Muskie's Inc. chapter 16 for the minnows we also presented a check from ourselves uh, from the Vance and Todd Bates that we sold. And there was a third check that I wanted to at least bring up. There was a very respectable amount of money donated. This was uh, something I wasn't really planning on doing. Uh, well, I wasn't planning on it because I didn't think it was going to happen. But there was a, I'm going to say, a person that I know. I told them I'm going to leave them anonymous. Uh, in the heat of things on Saturday, he kind of, uh, snuck back right next to me. I was at the rod holder table and he handed me some cash and he said, put this towards the minnows. Um, and I was a little, I was a little taken back by it. I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. I said, well, grab a bait or something. He says, no, I don't want it. You guys, you know, you guys, you guys do good there. So just kind of put this towards the minnow fund. So, uh, not to lump it in with 
the baits that we were doing, I wanted a separate one for this uh, anonymous person. You know who you are. You listen. Um, I presented a check of $70 to Muskie's Inc. Uh, from that donation. And that was pretty cool. Just being behind the booth, someone, you know, randomly, not just someone, I know the person, came up, gave us this cash, and I presented Muskie's Inc. with three checks on Sunday morning uh, with that. So that's like a little shout out. You know, that's, you know, some of the, the gracious things that, that people do, you know, it comes through with the shows. So a lot of minnows are going to be funded um, from all three of those combined. Um, it's still just a small, it's a drip in the bucket for what it really costs to uh, run a facility and feed these fish and get them in the water. So that's kind of important stuff. So I thought I want to take at least a minute to, uh, you know, at least bring that to everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Sure. Support is greatly appreciated. It is. So I know I said it at the day, uh, thank you again. Um, but you know, kind of moving on from there, let's, uh, let's, so last Thursday, was our last show prior to the Muskie Max. So then Friday comes along. Um, Vance and I had planned on meeting at my place around 11 to load up the truck. And Vance and I would ride down. Todd was going to be driving himself down. Uh, we generally take two vehicles at, to this show. Um, Todd has some stuff for the booth. We have other stuff for the booth. We kind of meet up and uh, we'll get everything you know, put together. So I went to work for a few hours in the morning. Then I headed out. I got home, got some stuff ready. And in like the, the last hours panic of, do I have everything? Is everything where it needs to be? Then, you know, the, the dreaded, I may have packed it, but did it make the truck? Mm -hmm. So we ended up, you know, we, we left pretty close on time to where I was thinking we were going to leave. And, uh, Vance and I now have a tradition. It seems it's going on two years now about, I don't know, five miles South of my house when we're driving to get to the highway, when we're, when we're heading South Vance, what's on the left that we always seem to have to point out. The Eagle's nest. That's right. And then Eagle's nest took, took hold last year. If anyone remembers the, after the Muskie Max podcast we drove past the eagle's nest and i'm like pointing out hey there's an eagle's nest well shortly thereafter we got in a panic of where did we put our little track display and vance decided to pull a ue on a blind corner in the middle of this you know 55 mile an hour country highway <laughs> and we went by mm-hmm. and then we continued there's an eagle nest and we went back to the pole barn i don't think we found it i think todd had it or what do you guys remember that yeah i, I think, think i have it. yeah todd had it todd had it so then no we, no no i don't know i don't remember but i it was it was one of those stressful times because we lost you know about a half hour when it was all said and done of travel and not that it was that big of a deal but it's yeah. it's still like i'm a very clock driven person and so then anyways we drove by it again and we had to point the eagle's nest out so we started off on a good foot we we saw the eagle's nest and i don't think we had any any worries of having to turn around so we um i don't know we get on the highway there really wasn't anything crazy happening other than you know i got to ride in your truck the new truck for the first time 
I don't think I've written mm-hmm. in it before. Um, I didn't look at to see the damage that you did with the table that you Bill's Mafia no, I did. Co- I covered it up pretty well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I covered it up. I tried to like de-dent it and I painted it up. Everything was good and I buffed out some scratches. But the table uh, was broken the most. And so was my garage door. <laughs> so so you, you got all that fixed. So you, you, you put a Band-Aid on like a four-month-old truck. Mm-hmm. Again. Again. Then um, you broke your garage door again. Didn't, mm-hmm. didn't the one rod holder or something hit that garage door? Not that mm-hmm. garage door, but hit your a door on your garage. Yeah, that was back when I was doing like full-time nursing and full-time guiding where I would, you know, do a day, then drive home, be a nurse, and then go back up and blah, blah, blah. And I uh, just trailered it home one day and uh, just backed it in with those angled mounts, you know, right on the side of it. They stick out nice past that gunnel. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> work great in the water, but not so much in the trailer. So keep that in mind. And, that, yeah, and that is something that I do tell people with the slanted bases, or the, especially the ones with the extension brackets, is be sure to remove these from your track prior to coming into the dock. And it's funny, it shows how many people are like, I'm just going to just bolt this right into my boat. I'm like, you're not going to want to do that, man. Yeah. I'm like, what about you? <laughs> What about your cover? And they're like, the cover's usually the uh, big swaying point. When we're talking rod holders with people, it shows like, I never thought about that. I was like, okay, so you never thought about the cover not fitting, but you yeah. thought about having this big, <laughs> like, this this monument, place, fixed position monument on your boat. And you thought that was okay, but the cover, ugh, we can't have that. If the cover doesn't fit. We can't bolt it down like that. It, it, it is that's an the interesting whole point thing. of the rod. That's the whole point of the rod holder is the ease to to use them and then set them away. You know, that's the cool. That's the that's where boats are moving. You know, mm-hmm. track like rails are disappearing. Tracks are coming around, so you can slide whatever you want in and whatever you want out. Nice and easy transition. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's amazing some of the stuff that you hear about uh, various setups and stuff, and you know none of them are wrong, but some are more right than others. Let's just say like that. Um, All right. Yeah. Anyways, absolutely. So when we get down. We're we're driving down there. I can take over because I drove. Okay. Uh, tell like me all about it. My, so I drove down, um, and I'm going to make it short, but. Um, we get to 79 and we're about, it would take me about an hour and a half to get there, but I'm driving the speed limit because Andy is nervous about speeding uh, and getting tickets. But I showed him this app uh, ways <laughs> that points out cops on the road. And uh, I think he was a bit intrigued by it. Um, and sometimes it's accurate and sometimes it's not. I was going to say, I, 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 I was skeptical of, of the accuracy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a ways user on that, but like I said, on those, you know, nine, you're fine, 10, you're mine. That's my rule. And we went over that last year. Uh, Andy got 
um, very nervous when I was driving and there was a cop uh, ahead and I actually put the speed, uh, the cruise control at 80 and I drove by the, the car while pretty much looking at Andy. I was like, how are you feeling right now? Is that exhilarating? <laughs> we just got away with 10 miles an hour over. <laughs> Andy was, Andy was not happy. But uh, I, so I, I don't remember that, my I, reaction being that way, but go ahead. I remember you having like sweaty palms and you having to wipe them on your pants. Okay, that did you not know? happen at all. But okay. certainly did. <laughs> a little bit of dry mouth, maybe. But no, um, I, I should feel like I should, you know, I know that this is kind of thrown in a hyperbole a little bit there, but um, the reason I'm like anti speeding, at least when I'm driving, is because to me it's a. Uh, it's easily prevented. That's why. Okay. Yes, it is. It's very <laughs> easily prevented. We're talking about 10 miles an hour difference here at a high speed that is going to suck regardless. I mean, okay, keep in um, mind, I'm, but, I'm coming from, I almost hit a deer doubling I, that yeah, speed once. You're a huge hypocrite. <laughs> you know, that's the, thing, that's the thing about this driving. It is insane where, I don't know if it's the cover over your head uh, in, in your, you feel like the safety thing, because it's a truck car or something with a roof. It's kind of like, you know, rowdy football games as a, in the outdoors, as opposed to the dome. But there, it, when you get in the car, it is very law abiding. Absolutely. Which, as it should be, it should be. But anybody out there that says that they have never, you know, went five or 10, over the speed limit. I've had cops drive up from Pittsburgh and go fishing with me. And they're like, Oh, we did a hundred the whole time. I'm like, that's great. It's very nice. I mean, anyway, we get on the high, we get on the highway and I'm like, I'm going to keep it at 75. So I don't get, you know, dad comments from the backseat. I don't dad comment you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wait. I, I I'm going to clarify this. There was one time that I did on the way back and I'm going to jump ahead. There Cause you. it's, it's, I said, Vance, you might want to slow down. And you're like, why? I'm only doing nine over. He was doing 79 and a 55. Well. <laughs> I figured that you probably those... want your license and not a court hearing. That's I, I thought well, that I that think... was a being a good friend. I think I responded. I said, ah, a couple points were good. Yes, that's uh-huh. a, that was the exact 24 <laughs> over. What, what What's the rhyme? Nine, you're fine. 24, you're in jail. <laughs> Ah, we're good. We'll be good. Okay, I could get a lift system up at Chautauqua. I'd be able to do the season. You know, get hitch a ride from Todd. (laughs) 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 Well, we're going to talk more about your truck and why why it might be an easy target here on on when we get to Saturday night. But okay, we're down at the show. Anyway, we get we get down there and we get down there in about like an hour and forty five minutes, and Todd arrives at the same time it's like we just knew we've been together so long we just knew and we arrived at the same time todd's walking in we're walking in and it's setup time at this point i think that's all that happened well eventually we, we got there probably around 2 30 mm-hmm. setup was from noon to 10 and at 2 30 we started setting up and it just kind of got into a blur because the initial setup, I don't know about you guys, but like we kind of look at this blank 
this blank area that's ours. Like, this is our territory. We, we just claimed this. And you're like, how are we going to set this up? And we kind of had to flip it around from last year because we have, like, the penalty box, and which was a big help um, that we could, we could put stuff in because we bring a lot of things. And we kind of got it roughed in, and then we just started the long task of putting all the baits on there, rearranging this and that. Next thing you know, I think it was Gearman texted or called or something because we had prior plans to go eat dinner at his house again like we did the year before, only I wasn't going to be insane shed hunter this year. It was just respectable. Come in, eat a meal, just have a nice discussion, and um, go back to uh, setting up the booth. And we kind of got some things figured out. And before I knew it, it was 6 o'clock, and he was picking up the dinners. I mean, do you, did I miss anything there you guys want to add? No. No. So we go over That's to... That's the way it went, man. Yeah, we went over to Steve's, and, you know, we we had a great meal. He picked up a bunch, like, these fish sandwiches, and they it was almost Dr. Seuss-like. You had, like, an enormous hamburger bun. And this fillet of fish overhung three inches on each side. I've never seen fillets quite like that on a sandwich. They could have easily cut those in half, and it was, still would have been filling. Um, but you know, we had a good meal there. We we talked some stuff. It was it was good. It was relaxing. Then we went back to the uh, Princecape Arena, and I don't know what time you guys think this is now. Seven seven thirty ish. Mm-hmm. And we, we still weren't we still weren't set on um, what we wanted the booth to look like. Even though we've done this for so many years, it's still kind of a a thing on the back of your mind. We want this to look nice, but um, honestly, the most important. No, there's people in shows. Booths are important, right? You want an eye catcher. You think like, I want somebody to stop and come up and purchase this thing. This is good for new people, too. Our booth has been the same, and I think at this point, at our stage, nothing has really changed on it. But uh, at our stage, what we're uh, most concerned about is flow of traffic Mm -hmm. in the booth. Uh, Where we're going to handle, where we're going to talk baits, where we're going to talk trips, where we're going to talk rod holders, where the money box is going to be. Um, there's just a lot of moving parts there. So we're just thinking that whole time, you know, how are these people going to get in safe, not get hooked, purchase and leave. Um, and you know, I can chalk that up to, it's kind of like the first 10 minutes on a, on a musky charter. You kind of give a rundown of how things are going to go how things should go. This fish hits, you get it out of the rod holder. This fish hits when it's casting, just keep that rod tip down, keep reeling, never stop reeling. I'll net the fish and everything's going to be good. But you know, when you hook a muskie, something different happens every, every time it's never textbook. And, um, so we have a good idea of how we want things to run. We envision it, you know, hello, sir. I'd like to purchase this. Why? Yes. You have plenty of space to do that. Let me just escort you right over here. That's not how it goes. It's like pandemonium in the booth for a solid four hours. I don't know if you guys, okay, so I don't want to jump ahead, but I want to say that, no, go ahead, Vance. I'm going to save this one. I'm sorry. 
well, <clears throat> I don't know what we missed there, but no, I, we, I uh, you know, it's just that looking at the booth. That's what we're most concerned about. You know, I, if if I'm wrong, you can correct me, but I'm thinking flow the entire time. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. There's there's a functionality. There's a flow, and I I, I, I was jumping way too far ahead with what I was going to say. That's why I'm holding off. Okay, um, but yeah, and then I should add. Within like thirty minutes of being in the building, I stole electric. <laughs> I I mean, everyone was stealing electric. That place, if you take two steps and touch anything, you're throwing sparks. Mm-hmm. That place true. is extremely electrically charged. Yes. Todd was over like there like like radon from like Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the that's the first thing I think of actually when I go through the gates is how can we daisy chain some electric to light up our booth. It's not. The, I mean, the, the, like the Muskie Max is pretty pretty accommodating for the electric. Some of the other shows that we've you know looked at contracts to, they want to charge you seventy five or one hundred and fifty bucks to have an extension cord to your booth. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is one like. Everyone's just putting a power strip in and just running it down. All you're doing is running lights, maybe a TV or something like that. But yeah, Vance was able to uh, secure like essentially jumper cable thick uh, extension cord. Mm-hmm. And uh, we brought it down and we had a couple other people piggyback off of it. But yeah, those little things just make a big difference on the booth because there was a time we lost power later on mm-hmm. in the show, which isn't, I'm going to talk about it now. It's not, wasn't that big of a deal, but it just doesn't look the same. It doesn't have the presence. So, no. you know, that, I mean, that's, 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 you know, important things. Um, you know, I, I feel by 10 o'clock we were, you know, by when they're saying, Hey guys, we got to file out of here. I think we had the booth pretty well ship shape. Like we, I we, think so. we tweak I, I it. liked, I liked setting it up that way too, giving us a day to set it up where I think it's worth the extra stay in the hotel uh, just for peace of mind rather than waking up at like 3 a.m. driving down and setting everything up uh, in record time. And, you know, you might miss something at that point. We we used to do that, and it was just horrible, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and we also have the amount of product we're taking has grown to the point to where it makes it nearly impossible. Now it, it just, it, it become very difficult with all the moving parts that we have, but you know, so we do that. We, uh, we kind of make our way to the hotel, nothing really special going on there and, you know, get a decent night's sleep and wake up, go down, eat, eat a okay breakfast and, you know, just get kind of getting ready and get down to the show we got there maybe 45 minutes early and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a crowd already formed outside uh, waiting to get in. Um, just just nuts. Just the, the amount of people that are just that excited to to be there. Um, it was it was great. It was great to see that. Um, and this kind of is about the part where I, I stopped myself earlier, I don't know, maybe five minutes ago, was... We kind of had, we kind of had some early traffic right to our booth, which normally it used to wait for uh, the Baker booth to kind of 
chill out, you know, the 20 minutes, half hour before people start making their way around. But we got, we got hit with like a nice early wave uh, earlier than normal. And it just, Mm -hmm. it just got nuts. That's when I had that anonymous contribution to the minnow fund. And, you know, it was just one of those things where things were ramming and jamming, you know, we were, we had some little, you know, like Vance was saying, you have in your mind how what's going to go down when a muskie hits and you're trolling. But th- there was some stuff we didn't anticipate. Like we were trying to figure out, you know, I knew where I was standing and I was just kind of leaving Vance and Todd up to where they're going to stand and just, we were just fine tuning how we were, but we were, we didn't have like some people come up and we could fine tune how everyone was. It was just like, everyone's there. All right. I guess we got to figure this out on the fly. And, you know, I'd probably say within the first hour or something, we had something decent worked out and, you know, things started running real smooth. Um, one thing that did not anticipate was our credit card reader was not linking up to any phone. Yeah. That's the only thing that killed us. It killed us early on. Um, Mm -hmm. We did catch a little break there. I was able to get Todd logged in. Vance was logged in. I was logged in. So all three of us could be uh, doing it. We were planning on just swiping cards and going, and now you're going to sit there and type everything. Type in all the the numbers, talk to the people more about that. I mean, you just never know where where the people are. are, uh, You know, Andy's trying to talk rod holders. I mean, essentially the booth gets split into like three. (laughs) Three sections, yeah. I mean, there's an overflow section there, but... Uh, times no one's well, talking rod holders and then they can do some run some cards and this and that but yeah it, it, it gets crazy the beginning it, the bummer part of it is you know I, I after getting home i mean i remember like seeing some one of my friends or someone i fished with and they stopped by and said hi they looked at me we did a fist bump or something and then they were gone and i never did talk to them i didn't realize it until later it's like oh man i remember seeing him there him there him there but we were busy and you can't just stand and talk when there's, you know, eight people trying to do credit cards and we're, uh, are just flying everywhere. Six, running a 16 business. numbers. And yeah, yeah, that's the only bummer of it. You know, you lose out some of the talk time, but a good time to talk is like the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great any, time. Any, anytime after two o'clock on the first day, really. <laughs> or, or Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sunday's very manageable, but we're excited. we we get excited about that stuff, and people want to come up and say hello, and we appreciate everybody. It's just you know sometimes we have to be quick because like I said we're running this business, and we want to uh, make sure everybody has has their opportunity to purchase something from us. And yeah, we would love to sit there and bullshit about fishing. Uh, we do it weekly on here. Um, we would love to do that, but just sometimes how busy those shows get. Um, Did any of say you how guys... busy the musky mask gets for us? Yeah, you know? yes. We could talk to a lot of people in Chicago <laughs> and Columbus. Yeah, and Columbus, and pretty much all the shows. But the local show, you just can't compete. Right mm-hmm. now, did for you us. guys have anyone come up and and just like use your name because they voice recognized you? I had two, I, I, I had two people yeah. that did not know who I was, but I, you know, they said like, hello. And I'm like, Hey, how are you? And they're like, and Andy, right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think I, by now I kind of know 
how you know that. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. It was interesting. I had two. I had, a, I had a lot of people say they loved the show. You know, I yeah. I can't remember. It was a blur. It went really quick that first day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. But it was a good good time. You know, the weather seemed to be you know right for it, and um, so six o'clock comes, and it's time to pack up. So we pack up and uh Vance promptly uh threw his truck keys to me. And he says Wait, was this was this on Saturday? Saturday night. Oh yeah, I did that seminar too. Oh crap, that that's fun. right. Yeah, we, we, we did that. So talk about your seminar a little bit. The seminar was cool. I essentially wanted to do a trolling demonstration um from the boats that we fish out of, uh, and talk about why we choose to fish out of those boats. Um, because they're versatile in both casting and trolling. So I essentially went over the layout and then I showed a basic trolling spread and tried to get the crowd involved. Um, and, and you had that. a very big helper help you out. I did. I had, a, I had a helper. He played fishing lore for me. Um, and I, I thanked him for that. Um, I really only needed him, uh, when it came time to the planer boards and it's amazing how, Tom and I talk about those those inline planer boards and how we run them and how you need uh, the force of the water, the boat moving, and that lip of the crankbait that you connect to it to really give a good instruction on um, how we're uh, doing the planer boards. And uh, it's hard to do on the boat. When you're when you're trying to show people, it's even more hard when you're on land uh, without the boat even moving um, to do that because uh, there's no tension. And I'm having my my uh, my friend that's playing the lure. His name's Dan. Great guy. Um, try to pull on the thing. It's hard. I was like, pull on it. Give me some tension. You know, ease up on it. Pull on it. He did a perfect job uh, of playing the lure. Um, but when I started to, there, I was limited in, in square footage. Um, when I started to say, express where the planer board goes after I let it out through the back of the boat, what I want to see it do so it clears, you know, X rod uh, one and two. Um, uh, there were there were obstacles in the way, booths, uh, people, and he starts. You know, I had one that was for the port side, and he starts moving left, and the board is sagging the line, and people are, like, ducking and dodging like uh, they're a boxer out of the way of this thing. <laughs> if you um, can dodge a wrench. Yeah. So that was silly. Yeah. But it was it was fun. Uh, yeah, and you were doing thought. this out of a 1880. You were inside yes. of a Ranger boat doing mm-hmm. this. So. Yeah. I don't know if you mentioned that at all because we had a Ranger, essentially Todd's model, right next to our booth. And um, so it was really cool because here this this boat had tracks set up. I went, I hurried up and I put together, you know, rod holders that Vance could use that mimicked his exact setup. And so it was a really hands-on, you know, visual demonstration. PowerPoint's all great. I don't care how good you are at describing something. Trying to talk about board lines is really difficult. I can speak from experience. I had someone talking about running a planer board mast with me on Saturday as well. And I was explaining to them how the rods and, 
and what you do for releases. And I could just tell that it just, it was not, not going branded. well, almost to where I wanted to take, you know, draw a picture, <laughs> but yeah. And people, people enjoyed it. Uh, you know, some people came up and said that was one of the most thorough demonstrations, uh, that they've ever heard. So, I enjoyed it. I can, I, I want to continue doing stuff like that. And, you know, that always makes you feel decent uh, that somebody was listening or if you helped uh, X, X amount of individuals out um, for those in those seminars. Um, it makes me wonder if I'm teaching too much for free. You, you demand big, giant money. <laughs> I'm like, am I saying too much? Half of this stuff never lands anyway, but... No big deal. It's all good. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think this would be a great time to, you know, to, to say thank you. You know, uh, Dan, he was also there on Friday helping set up the stage. And, uh, you know, overall. Just, and Ryan. I was going to go Ryan. freaking busted their humps to uh, to get this show going. Yeah, Ryan Reed. He, he did a great job. He did a little interview with. With I don't know if every booth, but at least several. I've seen the little YouTube video inter you know the interview things pop up on Facebook and what have you, and you know that that's a lot of work. It it might sound easy, but no, it isn't. It's work. So big thanks to the you know those two guys. Um, I'm sure there's many people I missed, but those are the two that I could pick out. Um, anything else, Todd Vance, that we missed Saturday before we. Uh, before the six o'clock bell rang. Oh, you had to uh, call me. Leave. Oh my gosh, that was funny. All right, so we uh, sometimes at the show Vance will will disappear for a little length of time that 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 seems a little abnormally long for what we thought he was doing, and. In a show like this, sometimes it's easy to advance is coming around clockwise. I'm going around clockwise as well, looking for him, but we miss each other, like with booths between us. And so Todd and I just did what everyone's supposed to do when you get lost, is stay put. So Todd and I were, were sitting at the booth waiting for Vance. We're like, where's Vance? Because Vance has his, tr- you know, it's Vance's truck. I don't know if he had his keys at that time. So I gave them to you all weekend. Uh, they were in the change box for a lot of the time on Saturday. And I don't know if you had them or not. And yeah, we just didn't want to leave, go out and then wait in the truck and have you wonder where we're at. So I did what any professional broadcaster would do. I went to the, where Sean Lee, party was sitting at like the main desk there. Um, and I, without permission, grabbed the mic, turned it on and said, <laughs> Vance, please come to the Fat AZ booth. And within seconds, I see Vance like around the corner, all the way on the other end, slightly embarrassed. At least that's oh, that. it's, it's <laughs> terrible. I was, uh, you know, it, it was the end of the show. It was like four thirty, and I I had disappeared. I'd done enough. Um, and my uh, relatives showed up, and my one uh, relative um, may or may not be the man that drove over a break wall to. Um, drop his boat uh, was lingering around the booth. So I needed to get him away um, and go and bug somebody else. So um, I did that and we had uh, some family friends. Um, my father shows up. Um, 
and uh, we're close friends with um, uh, Lydia and uh, Bobby Thompson, who are running uh, the Blue Water booth uh, and are in that company. Um, and so we went over there and we BS for a while. Um, and we were just, you know, talking about everything but fishing. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but I was doing that as a favor. Well, I, I crashed the party because, you mm-hmm. know, I'm used to being able to know where the mic setting is and look at stuff. I talked a little bit louder than I what I normally would have in the, into a microphone thinking that, well, I got to project my voice. It was extremely yeah. loud in my opinion by me. Yeah. My, and they, <laughs> it got the point across. People were people <laughs> talking to me that he said, oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> Now let me ask you this: Did I sound like I normally do over those speakers as I do, like talking into this mic right now? Straight up dad mode. Straight up dad. Straight mm-hmm. up, we're gonna go get some food mode. Well, actually, that's not exactly where we had to go because Vance threw me his key, and he was like, "Drive me," and uh, mm. there was a good reason for it because mm-hmm. he's a responsible. Is that where you thought I was going? I'm very responsible. And there was another person in the party that also wanted to partake in responsibilities and get Uh a couple drinks. And uh, so we could tolerate staying in the same room with you for a night. (laughs) Well, that's very nice. So... I'm really glad that, that that's. It's just that just a little social lubricant is needed to tolerate me. Yeah. Just to tolerate the socks. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, I get into this truck. It has like five thousand miles on it. It's been in seven accidents already, <laughs> and it, it's borderline. At first, I'm like, Vance, you need running boards. And you're like, oh, no. And Todd's over there struggling to get in. Todd's like seven foot two, and he's having a hard time getting in. It, it is tough to It get could in. have been the lubricant, but it also could have been because it's really freaking tall. Um, <laughs> so we all get in, and it's this was prior to time change. And it was getting dark at like 6 o'clock. And... You could see better out of Vance's windows if you spray painted them black. That's how dark this tinning is. So here I am. I have to. I, I'm the designated driver for from two drunks in the car. Their life is depending on me. Um, mm-hmm. They can blame me all they want. It's the alcohol that's the problem. And <laughs> I told you, I, I told you how to how you need to drive that car. Well, we're getting to that point. So I remember this vividly because when this, as soon as I got and I turned the, the, the truck on, I'm like, Andy, you have to remember this because this is going to be a talking point of this week's show. So fire up the truck. I'm, I'm very respectful of people's you know, like gauges and seat, uh, seat locations and mirrors. So I'm in this truck and it's not set up for me. And it's taller than my truck, and it is. Uh, there's probable cause for being pulled over for this window tint. So we leave, and I'm like, okay, our hotel's to the right. And Vance is like, go left. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. 
So we're going. I'm, I'm like, where are we going? And Vance, what was your answer? I can't remember. It was probably to get beer. That's That was the answer, was to get beer. Okay. So we start driving down, and I vaguely remember how to get beer. And we're going along, and I, I, I assume Vance is on his phone in the back seat. Todd's riding shotgun, and Vance no, is in the... I went off of picture memory. Okay, picture memory. This photographic memory of Vance. So we go through these couple stoplights, and things, like I said, vaguely look familiar. And Vance goes, turn right, turn right, turn right. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, we're on like this little bridge. And I go start to turn right. And you're like, wait, no, go straight. And we start going straight. Then it was like, go right again, but no, go straight. So we went straight, and we start getting like these, back roady ish you know like the like non you know highly traveled roads in this little city i don't even i don't even know if that's cannonsburg anymore and we're going advanced like though we're on our way and we get going and there's like this convenience store and you're like it's right here and i pull in and i don't know where the front of this truck is or anything because it's brand new to me and i'm not in a comfortable position and i like slow down and, and like stop them and like, what was it? Some, some, one of you guys made a comment, and then Todd looked at me and goes, Andy, I don't think you understand. Vance doesn't care if you smash into things with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But at the time, it made sense because Vance was just like, woohoo, and he runs into this convenience store <laughs> with Todd, and they come out like completely defeated. They're like, Not this. Completely defeated. But- y- you had the look on your face because. This is history repeating itself. This was not the place to get beer. Because know, this is where we went last, last year. year. But it was there, man. It was there. It wasn't because we had to go down that. Uh, and it, I remembered it going through one of those intersections. So now we had to navigate these little back streets. And it wasn't that far. And then we had to take a right and poorly poorly labeled street signs. But it um, it was also due to the fact that you could only see straight because the windows just they just weren't you couldn't see through them just kiss that goodbye okay. and there was a, there was advice hold on what um, Todd will you will you agree with me that that's where we got shirts last year i yes i that is where we because we the cooler the, the coolers were in yeah i the coolers think some, were there and they had them filled with something yeah mm-hmm. it was probably uh shady uh, yeah, I think there was something going on there. Yeah, um, and we we went there last year because it was late and the distributor was closed, and we went into multiple gas stations, and they said, "Well, this place up in this back road has it," and they did. I walked. We well, we walked right into the same cooler, and mm-hmm. the cooler was filled with like boxes. Yeah, boxes from old Pepsi's and stuff. I remember going to that beer distributor. But I do not okay. remember that, but you guys were probably passed out drunk and I was making sure you guys were alive with IV drips, but um, Fair play. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I remember going to that beer distributor. Anyway, so we, we get there, you guys get what you need. Uh you neglected the driver on the Mountain Dew, but it's all good. I'm still your friend. And we get out of there, and there were there was advice that uh, Vance was yelling from the back seat on some of these questionable do I go or not go, like yields and yellow lights and stuff like that. Vance says that 
I just look straight and keep going because I can't see out the side windows. Like, oh, it's a feel thing. That's how I got so good at driving. To feel, you have to trust it. Okay, you have to trust that there's not a car coming. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Absolutely. Okay, so it's a feel. Um, we make yeah. it. We we make it all the way back, and we ended up eating at this little sports bar right across the way from our hotel, uh, which we ran into some. Um, I'm going to use the word. I'm going to steal the word that Joel used. Some bad hombres, which they weren't bad, bad hombres, hombres at all. They were uh, the the people from the uh, Three Rivers Muskies Inc. booth. They were on the uh, just down down the aisle there, which. That place was packed. We got some food. We talked some stuff with some people. It was great. I'm not naming names. I do know who you are. Um, it was a good time, and then we ended up making it back to the hotel room, at which point Vance bought the UFC fight on his phone. You're welcome. And it was it was entertaining. I still think that maybe next time if we're going to do this because is there always a UFC fight on during that during that show pretty because, much pretty much we should bring the iPad or we should just bring like my little HDMI thing for the Apple phone we could put it on the TV yeah because all three of us are sitting there Vance propped it up next to the TV in the hotel room everyone knows what a hotel room looks like and yeah we all were kind of huddling be, around it. I used to be able to do that, and I did it up at my camper. Um, and once the uh, – essentially what happened was with these pay-per-view fights, you know, they weren't sold through the UFC anymore. They were sold through ESPN Plus, which is something that you have to buy and pay five months or $5 a month. Um, and then you get the ability to buy these pay-per-view matches. And – I had this like great hookup system in my camper. I was watching all the fights, all the boxing every weekend. Um, and then once I switched over to ESPN plus, they put a firewall on it. So I couldn't put streaming onto the big TV. It has to be a, uh, a downloadable app on your smart TV. Um, so that's where we're there with that. So the best thing we could do is a laptop. Um, and there's really no other way that I know how to get it on a TV unless somebody like, you know, there's probably people out there like, oh, no, all you got to do is like illegally download the uh, with the fire stick thing. And I'm just don't want to go through all that. Yeah, but that's what that's what happened. So we're, you know, three men watching a. Five inch uh, screen, five inch yeah. screen. It's 1 a.m. The main event isn't even on yet. And we're losing an hour of sleep. Mm hmm. So I end up crashing. I don't know. I think Todd was too. I, I don't know. Vance, I think you watched the rest of that fight or the Absolutely. fight. Yeah. We got our money, sir. Yep. Then uh, next day, wake up, eat breakfast, go to the show, and show starts. It is um, it's a good rush to get to our booth because that's where we had the Chautauqua Combo. We had the Baker and the Raptor, the 8-inch Raptor, and Freddie Mercury. And I'd say relatively quickly, those things went gone. Completely gone. Yeah. 
a really good crowd for a Sunday. Really good. I mean, it was strong, uh, which mm-hmm. is good because, you know, if like there's some shows that like, you know, it might be a three day show, half a Friday's dead, you know, most of Saturday's dead and Saturday. I mean, Sunday just isn't there just isn't anything there. And But seeing a strong crowd on Sunday was very reassuring that, uh, yeah, this this is worth it to do it for two days. Um, you know, that was Sunday's like a, a good day to kind of especially towards the afternoon to kind of kick back and just kind of mosey around, talk to some other vendors and, you know, catch up with, you know, people you might not see for another year. Uh, but Vance was also all at noon on the guide panel seminar, I guess you'd call it. Um, anything you want to add to that, Vance? Uh, no, I think that's a, a nice little thing they do. Um, you know, Tony was the uh, moderator of it. You, you can get involved with uh, people in the audience. They can ask any question um, that uh, they see fit. And, um, you know, nice little thing. Nice little thing. Um, something I, you know, if they if they continue to do that, I'm going to um, make a request for people in the audience to uh, try to get get Vance to laugh by uh, mm-hmm. by doing something silly. I think that would be fun. See, if we... I was I was holding back laughter. I know. I didn't want to say that. Some people were messing with me. I know, and I think that's great. Yeah, they were messing with me. Um. But yeah, that's a that's a fun that's a fun little thing. It's easy uh, asking questions, you know, and and answering questions, uh, shoot from the hip. Um, so that that's a, that's a fun thing. Anybody that's doing that, come with questions and uh, try to stump some people. That's uh, try to get people talking in circles because there's a lot of that going on. Um, Complete contradictions and, too. Oh God, that's the best. Um, but. Yeah, good stuff there. Um, Shortly thereafter, it, it was teardown time. I mean, it was everyone kind of felt that you know around one thirty or something like that. It was nothing really wasn't going to happen anymore, and it was closing time. Mm-hmm. So packed it up. That wrapped. Packed it up, and we were we were on our way. That's right. The football team kind of comes through, and they help do some heavy lifting. It's, it's good fun there. Um, said our goodbyes and we headed North, uh, promptly when we got home, Vance and I hung up all the baits, kind of took damage report there, see what was left, what was, what survived, what never made it out. We never had all the baits out. Um, and we didn't because we brought 700 something. We did. We brought a lot and it was, it was stunning how many did not make it back. So it was Vance. Vance kind of we we divided some stuff up. Vance took a whole bunch of them and offered them to people that who may not have been able to make the show uh, for various reasons. And um, we have nine left. We have nine left of show colors. Yeah. So that's neat. I probably moved like a hundred of them. Yes. Um, which is sweet. Yeah, it's 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 really it's it's a good thing. I mean, it's 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 humbling in that, you know, there's just 
you, you cast as big of a web and, and, you know, you got people in there, you know, that, that yeah. can, uh, benefit. pretty much been nonstop since, since that show. Um, you know, I stayed up to one packing orders and then did it the next day and the next day. And even today, uh, was still going. So it's, it's nice to see that. Um, and we appreciate all that. And, um, now we're kind of back at square zero. Uh, <laughs> with, with, uh, yeah, we're, we are, we are limited again. I know I talked about, you know, having the website up and going, I don't feel comfortable at this point doing that. Uh, I do have, I'm starting the early process right now of painting more baits because in six weeks we're going to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. It's plenty of time. Plenty of time. But, yeah, but the, the musky mess is fun. I, you know, people always talk about you got to go to the Odyssey. These people are buyers. They want to buy, buy, buy. I think the musky mess is just like that. Um, there's new vendors in there that are selling out. Uh, we saw that Andy and I wa- walked by some places and we're like that every single one of that new this year vendors baits that he brought is gone. Um, so it's just a nice buying crowd. There's a big pulse for musky fishing around this area. Um, and I think that's really, really neat. We also got a, I don't think it was the, the bait was bought at the show. It might, it may or may not have been uh, a really big giant fat fish photo sent to us. That's really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah. it, 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 this weather is phenomenal and you know, we got op- water's opening up every day and people are getting out and they're getting fish. They're banging fish, baby. You know, so that that's great. But, you know, we got, we are going to uh, also for the, uh, you know, looking ahead, the New York show coming up, Vance and Todd are going to be uh, painting some baits again. And we're going to be donating to Chapter 69's Minnow Fund. I'm not sure if that's the exact name for it, but there's going to be a donation there. Uh, so I guess in the coming month or something like that, keep your eyes open. We'll probably do some photos or something like that of Vance and Todd's baits, Todd Yorg and VK. Love it. That's going to be fun. So it's going to be an interesting show. There's a lot of big names coming up. So we're going to see how it, how it all plays out. But Muskie Max was great. Um, I love that show. It was fun. Anything else you guys want to add? Well, I think we might sneak in another show color here and there, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see how everything shakes out. I I, I hope to. I might have to uh, make some judgment calls on some standard colors, so you know, time allowing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know, Todd, you got anything? No, I'll be ready to, I'm just making baits here. Making baits, you can paint them and we can get some stuff up to that show. That's what it's about this time of year. Get it, mm-hmm. get it there. We got a couple brick and mortar stores, a couple, three that are going to be needing stocked and, you know, we're going to keep on keeping on, but. It, yeah, I, this new, this New York show has some big, big heavy hitters in there yeah like, very I think big heavy it, like, hitters. you have 
I think just off the top of my head, is that True Glide guy coming? I don't know. I thought I heard that in a rumor, but like Supernatural's going to be there, right? Yep, that's my understanding at this point. Baker will be there. Um, DK will be there. Led- DK Legend. is going to be the legend. Yeah, I mean, the perch bait. That's one of your best bang for your bucks baits. Uh, it's the perch bait. Um, I remember back in the day, I thought that was really expensive. But it, it certainly was. Now it is. It was. Yeah. Yeah, that got surpassed. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a good show. It's it's uh, in its infancy, um, but I think it's going to be a really good one. So try to make it out. It's right at Chautauqua Lake uh, up in Mayville. Mm-hmm. It's a Chautauqua suite. So um, I think the exact dates are, you just look, I think it's April 25th. April 25, 26. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. So, you know, if you guys can make that one, it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to pull some uh, some of our friends from up north across the border down into uh, into New York there. So it could be a completely new demographic that we'll be targeting that might not make the trip down to Pittsburgh. So it'll be interesting. Freckhold's going to be there. That's right. He will be. Um, he's doing some cool things. I just saw him post a picture of something that looked like Saturday Night Fever. Uh, ah, yes, I saw that. That's very, that's very unique. Oh yeah, that's really cool looking. Yeah, he he did show up, and uh, I think it was Saturday. Days are running together. So Fred Holder showed up Saturday, and he handed me those baits that that were uh, raffled off because the winner. Uh, is a uh, local local guy to me, and so he handed me the baits. I looked them over. He brought some of that big giant jointed barracuda. That was neat. We looked that over. Um, you know, top notch work that he has there. Um, it was just it was fantastic. Um, it was great work. Um, I, you know, he's doing some really cool things with wood. Uh, great YouTube stuff uh videos he's putting out it was awesome so he handed me those mud puppy baits i put them uh in the in the back the little penalty box that we had and then on sunday i believe it was sunday i had another local come up and says i'm here to get those baits so those baits went from like buffalo to pittsburgh given to me to hold on for a day given to the friend's friend who's also my friend and then they went all the way back up to the Edinburgh area. So they made their rounds. I hope the winner got them and yeah. they're not being held ransom um, aside from that. But I guess I got one other one other quick little story before I wrap this thing up. And this happened today. So, you know, these shows and stuff, you know, we, we, we joke and have a good time and stuff, but there are just some really, really stressful times with it. And especially, you know, when we, you know, the, the whole loading and packaging up and stuff like that and trying to make sure, um, that we have everything. And then we get back and, you know, it's always like a hustle. Like Vance was already alluding to, you know, there's people that 
like, I wish I would have got this, or we do some Facebook sales and stuff, you know, making sure everything is running smooth. You know, there's, you know, I printed out what, like 18 shipping labels for you. And you probably easily, easily at least did that on your own. Um, oh, I doubled. Yeah. Doubled that. that yeah. Get, getting everything out and, you know, just kind of wanting the waters to get calm again. And, you know, and it just, you know, compounded things with like my normal, you know, 50 hour a week job. Um, there's always seems to be a little ray of sunshine that comes through. And I'm going to give that little story today. I don't think this guy's a podcast listener. Um, so some events that, you know, were, were just stressful at work. And then uh, hearing that this person was coming in and coming into the shop to talk about some stuff, uh, some circumstances around that made it even more stressful. And so he got there and, you know, we figured out what he needed to get done. And um, me, I poked around some questions to try to get, get some answers of what his feeling was on a certain topic. Uh, I'm being very vague because it's not important to uh, musky fishing. And I kind of st- started getting the answers that, that I was hoping for, but I doubted I was going to get. And so then the topic, you know, eventually led to deer hunting and stuff like that. Uh, is this, this person's a big hunter. And I started showing him some stuff. And while showing him photos on my phone, he stopped me and goes, wait, is that a big muskie you're holding? I'm like, you want to see it? So I, you know, clicked on it and stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, he didn't realize that wasn't me cause I was scrolling through fast and it was Todd's big river fish. Uh. And I'm like, Hey, you know, that this is, this is Todd. He goes, I know Todd. I'm like, how do you know Todd? He's like, <laughs> I, I went on a trip with him a couple years ago. And I'm like, no kidding. And it was just one of those things that just turned turned the day right around because, you know, I, I was feeling stressed prior to, prior to this. And here, this guy, I don't really know him all that well. You know, here we, you know, we start talking and, and there's a lot more in common there than I had feared. And there he is. He, he's like, he was, you know, we, we just started talking musky and then like, Oh yeah, we just got back from the show in Pittsburgh. And I don't I don't even know if he knew about it. I didn't ask that, but I told him we're prepping for New York. He goes, what, what is that? I, I got to know. Cause I want to go. And then, you know, he here come to find out he's been, you know, dabbling with it for five years. I don't know how serious dabbling, but just some really interesting things that really put a little pep in my step for the last few hours of the day of just this, you know, the, the commonalities there of, you know, a kind of a stranger, I more or less, I want to say, but not really a stranger. And, you know, this guy, he, he can view, I mean, he has access to a lot of different places, you know, probably could go shoot a big giant buck anytime you want. And here he is. Yeah. I like seeing deer photos, but show me some more fish photos. It was just, it was kind of, it was just kind of one of those things that was like, Oh, you got humbled. It was, it was, yeah, it was nice. It was refreshing and it, it kind of, my eyes opened up and like, like clouds kind of parted and I'm like, you know what? Was this prior or this was like a post show. This was like two thirty today. Oh, okay. So it was just, it was really nice. It was really nice to have that. And you know, sometimes you find that, but I would have never found that if I wasn't just digging around, um, I'd say more than making small talk, but you know, it's just crazy how some of those meetings come up like, Mm -hmm. like one that 
I would bring up again was when we went down to uh, Cook's Forest and there was that that guy there with the musky stickers on his thing and we're like the only ones yes. that, you know, just crazy stuff like that. So you, you might have more friends out there than you know. That's, I guess, what I'm kind of getting at there. So that's yeah. kind of a cool little incidental run-in. I'm sure everyone has those from time to time. Absolutely. The Musky Max does that for me. It gets me recharged. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, actually, the entire uh, the show season gets me recharged to go fishing. Yeah. What doesn't get you recharged? We discussed this before the show, and I think it's a great time. This time change is kicking my butt this year. It didn't do it to me last year. No, but this one is is uh, particularly unique. Um, and I have been, I, I just feel terrible from it for some reason. Yeah. Like wake up, wake up groggy. It kicked my butt from Saturday until today, you know, and probably will tomorrow. I haven't adapted to it yet. No. And no, it makes it more difficult when there's children involved, but it also doesn't help. You know, like I, 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 I was feeling the well, same leave, thing. Leave, leave the leave the kids out of it. You know, it's not just, their fault. Just no, just normal, <laughs> normal life, uh, normal American life of getting up and going to work, and then uh, normal life of running a business of that hustle. I was just like, it kicks kicks my butt. You know, now you have you have things that take you away from the business at times, which is a, a different uh, family life than I have right now because I don't have little ones. Also, although I do have responsibilities um, outside of it. Um, but, you know, when we were sitting there and looking at the inventory and we said, you know, part of me just wants to sell all of these right now. Mm-hmm. You know, give that. these people, you know, give these people a shot. And, you know, we look, kind of looked at each other and I was like, okay, let's do it. Take everything down. I'll take them. I left the room for something. I came back and all the swimmers were gone. Yeah. <laughs> Vance took everything. All the uh-huh. rubber baits are missing. Yeah. I'm, I mean, but this is the time, you know, as a, as a business, this is the time that you need to do it. This is when people want to reload for uh, to have an arsenal for the season, you know, and I feel this, I feel the same way as a guide, you know, I'm like, I have to make sure I'm ready to go. Um, and then you also have that childish, like, uh, anybody that's a fisherman, uh, has that thing where you have to have one of every color and has to be neat and all that stuff. It's right in your pole barn. As soon as you walk in have one of every Wiley and every size and every color ever made. Um, yeah. So, so it's, it's the same, same, uh, idea of like, you know, if, if I was on the other side of it and I was like, just, just a casual fisherman, this is the time where I'd be like, okay, there's a close season, you know, I need to buy X, you know, X, Y, and Z to get ready for this 2020, um, musky season. And that's why we on the Facebook sale. I mean, we could have just said, okay, we're good. We're just going to ride off into the sunset here and we won't post anything and just go into the New York show with our leftovers. But, um, we talk, 
enough about what we had. We posted enough. We did all that work the week prior. And, you know, if we have leftovers, the public should have that. And then, you know, we got six weeks to come up with something new for a new show. And we might have some different show colors. Um, we might have some swimmers back in inventory. Um, and at the end of it, uh, prior to me stepping foot on the water, I'm going to give the general public, uh, if we have anything left, I'll, you know, maybe do this again. Um, but yeah, it's just a, uh, this time of year for small business, um, is, is the, is the extreme hustle when you're doing all these shows back to back to back to back, you know, a couple every month, uh, that I've been doing, um, not so much from the product standpoint, but, uh, you have to, uh, be ready and prepare for them and, uh, always have something new, uh, for the people to like. So, um, and that's what we're, we're, uh, striving to do. And we have six weeks to come up with something interesting and fun, um, for New York and a foundation of inventory. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're going to be, cause we'll, we'll we're going to be screwed. Yeah. I don't want to use those words, but yeah, we, we very well could be screwed and there's going to be competing interest in my life coming up, you know, as this weather breaks, this time change, I'm getting this more time. And next thing you know, there's going to be attention need to be put out of outside. It's outside. Dear time, but there's also just house maintenance stuff. Yeah, and, not... and that that benefits me too. You got to get those that deer stuff ready so I can shoot. I should have you come out for a day or two, so you can get ready, get in deer shape. You know, I would. Yeah, the but... only reason I didn't last year was because I got married. Always blaming the wife, huh? <laughs> that was a really freaking busy time, and we were hustling just as hard. And I was planning two weddings. That was insane. All right. But I love the show season. It's great. It, it, I'm not going to get into, into the evolution of, 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 you know, my opinion of it, but I still think it's great. It's just, it's becoming, there's a lot going on and I don't seem to be slowing down. I should probably start saying no on projects, but yeah. Oh, well, if you need something done, ask a busy man. So they say, Mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, on that, I'm going to say big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Best Rods on Earth, Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine, Muskies Inc., and Baker Bates. Baker Bates. And I'm also going to say big thanks to Sean Leoparty for putting on a great show. Uh, I do know that they uh, they mentioned that it will also be at Princecape Arena for 2021. They have that locked in, so that's something to look forward to. And maybe we won't need photographic memory to find uh, drinks, yes, beverages for the uh, two that needed there. to be around me. <laughs> so with that, uh, everyone, thanks for uh, coming out to the shows, supporting us. We hope to see people. Uh, you know, anybody at the uh, New York show, stop by, say hi. We'll be talking more about that here in the future. And I guess, uh, thank you. Good luck fishing.